Welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And welcome to 2021. That's right, we finally left 2020 behind. In the dust, there's cheering. I can see arms being raised in our, our, our video part of our podcast. Sorry for the rest of you that can't see that. Um, welcome back. This is the first podcast of 2021. And if you have been a long-time listener, you'll also realize that, although we did skip it last year, that uh, this is the podcast that we talk about what we liked best from the year that has just gone. And, and then and we can we start say, getting into the good stuff. And when we say what we like best from the year that's just gone, we don't mean, well, we mean video games, not what was the best news, which came at the very end of the year, Jace, which is? You are uh, now a? Cyberpunk? No, um, I'm now a father. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I brought, I brought that up. I brought up the, um, to you guys, or brought it up. I revealed to you guys. Um, what, what episode was it? It's like 670-something, 60-something. Uh, I've lost track. Who knows? Um, uh, but I'm I'm now a father, a very very happy father. What? A beautiful girl named Jade. Um, and and beautiful she is. She's gorgeous. And and that is absolutely the highlight of the dumpster fire that was 2020. Absolutely. Um, dumpster fire. Love that. Little little dumpster fire. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about the games of that dumpster fire. Now that now that you're a dad and games are no longer a thing that you can do anymore, Jace. <laughs> and Joe has finally figured out how to uh, train his children into becoming deadly assassins in games, as Jace and I found out not so long ago. Little Batman, um, good with that snipper riffle. Oh man, oh, destroy this in Halo. I, I love Halo, but I don't know if I can keep playing it with your son. I genuinely um, believe that he should be tried as an adult. Yes, definitely. Yeah, for those war crimes crime. against us, we'll, we'll oh, get it totally. there, Jace. We'll get it there. <laughs> I get. I, I have no doubt about that. But you know what? It's meat and potatoes time, gents. Let's talk about those games of 2020. Now, when we were discussing this over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, outside the earshot of those of us, that, that, those that do listen to this glorious thing that is our podcast. Um, we all struggled, I've got to admit, in finding some games that we considered were, you know, top-notch for last year. And that's not to say they weren't good things. And so the over the next um, uh, period of time, because Lord knows how long this podcast is going to run for today, we are going to try and discuss and maybe break it down to what we think is the best and strong-arm Joe into a decision that he doesn't like. Kind of uh, like... That's <laughs> the practice here, right? With these games yeah. of the year things? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's why Stardew Valley got it a couple of years back. So, <laughs> you know what? Let's get Good into year. it. Now, Joe, I know you've been thinking long and hard about this, so I might let you start rattling off some titles that you think um, might start heading us in the right direction. And I'm pretty sure Jason and I will chime in when we think important things have been missed or that, you know, maybe something should have been at least discussed, even if yeah. it wasn't even going to rank. So what do you think, Joe? Well, to, to rattle off a few really quickly, and I'll start with one Jace actually brought up, which is Cyberpunk 2077, and I am saying the PC version of this game. Now, I've not, like I think I said on the last podcast, I was hoping to finish it over the over the holidays, but... I didn't because it is a sort of game that I just like to have a few hours at a time to play. And I haven't really had that, but that game is beautiful. It is, um, the writing is incredible. The characters are really great. 
Um, it, it is a little bit buggy on PC. It has been a disaster um, on consoles. Um, both I, th- I think the term that we're using is dumpster fire. Dumpster fire, dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I just got to give that game a shout out. Um, and it's something that I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of. Um, and I think probably by the end of maybe next year, when we, when we do our game of the year then, it might be something that we'll talk about as, oh, we finally got the proper version of this game. And um, it is something really special. Um, it is an old school style of game. And I know we discussed it last time, but I've, I've played a, a quite a bit more and I'm still loving it. Um, and just the style of the game, like I said last time, super cool game. Um, here's gotta, here's uh, a question for you. So Cyberpunk is an interesting one because one version is clearly superior to the other. And it's not just absolutely. a little bit better. It's almost a different game. Yep. Yep. Can a game be a game of the year? Not necessarily to us, but to other mediums. Uh, to you know, other review sites out there, and just anybody in general, can it can a game be a game of the year if one version is superior to the other, but those other versions are so so poor? Like it's it's effen- effectively alienating an entire audience. Well, because like only said, one platform can play it. I've just got. To, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the the PC version. Like that's it. Like it's so. It is so only that version. I can't speak to the others. What I've seen, it's rubbish. Sorry, Jono. I was just going to say, I think it totally can be a game of a game of the year if. Um... You know, in that case, because it also amuses me that it upsets everybody else that doesn't get to experience that. But, you know, well, that's... It's like, um... the, it's like the Nintendo, like this, the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive, whatever it was, the, the kind of standard days where you had different versions of, like, Aladdin and other things that was like, well, which version's the game of the year then? So and I he, think and, it's similar. And as history has shown, it was the Mega Drive version all the way. Mm-hmm. So let's continue on. Uh, yeah, I knew you pulled that face. I was waiting for it. Sorry, everyone else that couldn't see that face, but Joe's face was was pained. Um, but he knows the truth. So, <laughs> um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. If that hadn't come up, I would have been surprised. But I think it's pretty safe to say, seeing as how out of the three of us, two of us have played it, and only one of us likes it, we can just move on and put that in yeah. the honourable mentions category. Yeah, honourable mentions is a good spot. There, for there it. needs to be, I've decided, a hot garbage award for the dumpster fire that it belongs in. There needs to be one hot garbage award as well. So as we're going through these, think of one that. Okay, yeah. let's award that at the end because we can ones that we've talked about. We'll, we'll, we'll let's end it with the the ultimate honourable mention, the game of the year and the dumpster fire of the year. And uh, okay. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is definitely coming close to dumpster fire of the year. Joe, what what jumps next on your list? Um, oh, probably one that we've all played. I think Jace has played it. Maybe Doom Eternal needs a bit of a shout out. Not a game of the year by any stretch, but just a really solid game. Lots of fun to play. Um, Maybe not a game of the year. Not, well, it's, it's a very much a continuation of the last game, but what made it better yeah. is that grappling hook. It was awesome. Um, I did got finish the grappling it. hook. What, what's, what does it do? I mean, it's a grappling hook, but. Uh, the, the grappling hook was pretty good. But funnily enough, I don't think I used it all that much. It was attached to the shotgun, wasn't it? And what does yeah, it do? It draw awesome. all yeah. enemies in? Yeah, that was yeah. like, the once I got that, that was the game for me. It was just going into the enemies. It was so cool. Um, but yeah, like that was that was really cool. That was um, that was just the year past, right? Yeah, it was. It was, it was March um, last oh, year. That, what a year that was. Because that was that game and another game we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, Animal Crossing, Jen will... Kill us if we don't don't bring that up. Ah, oh, um, that so was the we, same same time, weren't they? Yeah, round about the same time. But um, that's just another honourable mention. You, you played all the way through, John, right? Yeah, I completed the game. I haven't that, played. Has, has the DLC even been released? I think one of them has been. Yes. Yeah. Um. Look, 
I enjoyed Doom Eternal. I'm really torn as to which one I ended up enjoying more because I played Doom 2016 just before Doom Eternal. Mm. And um, I know you said they're a continuation and they are storyline-wise, but gameplay-wise, there were some some decent shifts between the two. So um, enjoyable game, definitely. It, Doom 2016 had those awesome throwback little stages where it was the old school graphics. They didn't yeah. have that in Doom Eternal, no. unless I didn't find them. See, that was that was cool. I missed that. Yeah. So definitely not as good as the last one in my eyes, just for that one reason. There, sure. there were a lot of Test. memes that came out this year and it was just like when the Doom music kicks in. Did you ever see any of those? Yeah. No, so I'll be there's, sad. Some, there's somebody just doing something like, I don't know, they might be playing soccer or something like that. And it'll be like when the Doom music kicks in, then all of a sudden the person starts like running around and kicking people like in the shins and like just, you know, <laughs> doing something like crazy, right? Um, I, I liked I, Doom Eternal for me was a lot of those memes. I, I really enjoyed yeah. those. Yeah. Well, no, do, we wanna, um, do you want to move on to, yeah, to the next meme, which I think. Look, it wasn't necessarily for me in a lot of ways, but it was with the kids. But that's Animal Crossing, which came at the same time. New Horizons, is yep. that what it was called? New Horizons, yeah. Um, and, like, I think that game, everyone said it. It's, it's, I've seen it everywhere. It's kind of like, the, it came out at the perfect time. It was the kind of like the COVID hero um, for us, the kind of the saviour. Uh, but I had, you know, fun with the kids playing that. We still play it on special days. Um, you know, we had it out on New Year's, for the, you know, just recently. And the kids really enjoyed that. Um, it's a really charming game. That music is awesome. It's still in my head uh, whenever I think of that game. Um, but yeah, Jason, I know you spent a lot of time with with Jen, with your wife in it as well. I mean, look, they couldn't have they couldn't have planned that better. Not that they plan, you know, <laughs> not they plan a game around COVID <laughs> or anything, but it is absolutely the perfect game for that period of time. And mainly because so many people were were working from home around that period. Working from home, I say. Um, yes. But, but yeah, look, you know, for my wife especially and for a collection of, of her friends who are not gamers by any stretch, they were all part of this this WhatsApp group. They were talking every day. Everyone was joining everybody's islands. Um, and for a good part of, of the beginning of the, the year, you know, March, April, May, June, Jen was right into it. I was into it as well. But she was at home and she was playing with her friends who were, you know, everyone was supposed to be working. And, uh, yeah. and, you know, it was awesome. It was really awesome to see it. It, it really, for me, at least, it really reminded me of, of when Breath of the Wild came out. It was that kind of feeling. Um, you know, Jen got right into the nitty gritty of it. She was, you know, min-maxing and trying to find people to trade yeah. fruits. And she was doing oh. cross-pollination of flowers. There was online places where you could trade bells. There was a stalk market, everything. It was, it was an incredible game for the time. Yeah, the Nook Exchange was this like online market where I just w- wasted so much of my life trying to, because we I had myself, I had a house and then the three kids had a house each. So I got three loans to pay the top Nook, the extortionist, <laughs> and I had to get millions of bells and I was just going to people's, and the online infrastructure in this game is so frustrating. It's and funny, it, you, you have to end up. You have to end up being a like a provider to your your kids who also yeah. live on the island, right? Because somebody is like the father of the island yep. or the mother of the island, and you're the primary person who sort of makes all the big decisions, and then everybody else sort of joins. And that was that was one of the things that a lot of people didn't like. They were like, "Well, my 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 five year old son or five year old daughter loaded up the game, and now they're the head of the island, but they don't want to do any of the stuff that." is involved in making the island better. They just want to run around in circles and dig holes. And buy clothes. Um, That's all my kids do is buy clothes. 
So, and that was, that was really tricky. You couldn't trade, like you couldn't make somebody else the leader or the, uh, whatever they were called, of the island. And, and that was, you know, that was a very Nintendo move buy um, to lock, lock you in. Yeah, buy a new Switch. That was their solution. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. You, you know what's funny? I, I didn't play Animal Crossing and I, I watched the, the enjoyment that it brought to the world. But it died off pretty quickly because I've noticed you guys stopped talking about it primarily uh, maybe a month and a half, two months after it first I can, came out. I can tell you why that is. I, I think that Animal Crossing is unique in the sense that it moves in real time, obviously. And yep. it's not all too dissimilar to a mobile game where you've got to check in every single day yep. and do your daily yeah. things and stuff like that. And you can only do that for so long. I think it lasted long. I mean, Animal Crossing games have always been a little bit niche, but clearly this one is, has sort of brought in a new generation, a new audience. Um, but you can only do that for so long before it starts becoming a chore. And it became yeah. a chore for a lot of people. It's just about how long you lasted. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right. I, th- I think that's still... The honourable mentions bucket is going to be a huge bucket. So yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Jace, you want to throw one in, or should I go with another? Uh, you throw on, throw on another one, Joe. Well, I, I guess in terms of like most technically, or probably if not the most, the second most technically impressive game I played of the year um, was Microsoft Flight Simulator. I know mm-hmm. you've spent time um, in the skies, Jono, in that. Um, it, a little it's, bit. It's, it's a yeah. It, it is an it's a phenomenally impressive game. Like the the literal world is there for you to fly around. Um, yeah. And again, like Animal Crossing in real time. So sort of thing that, you know, I've had on in the background, like where my mum's been over before and just kind of, you know, flying mm. around Italy sort of thing. Um, but yeah, nice. man, it, it is, it is a really cool game. It's not for me um, necessarily, but it is something that I, I, you know, I update it whenever it's a new update and have a look through um, you know, check out some different locations, but it, it is a really amazingly impressive game, and I'm looking forward to seeing it come on console. I think that'll, um, yeah, you know, hopefully they gamify it even a little bit more, um, and you know, a bit of fast travel in things. I'm not, like I said, I'm not really down with this game, but um, yeah, I think it's just really impressive. I, I share that sentiment. I wanted to to get into it more, and I haven't touched it since that first weekend it finally downloaded at a very slow pace on my my end and um yeah it it was it was cool but i actually struggled to get an old controller to work with it and i found forums um that showed this uh an old logitech joystick that i had could get running i could get running with it and i just struggled and so it meant that 90 percent of the time i was flying upside down and uh that's not fun so <laughs> A lot of a lot of people loaded this game up and flew to their house or their parents' house yeah. or their friend's house, um, or they picked a location, you know, that they wanted to fly to overseas or whatever. But you know, that would take you know hours and hours and hours to to be able to get there. But I think that was it for a lot of people. They had this massive download. They loaded up the game. There was an extra ninety gig update waiting for them. Mm. They were excited to load it up. They realized that this isn't arcadey enough for me, even at the beginner yeah. level. And it, I think, again, alienated a lot of people because there really does need to be a, uh, no, I wouldn't say necessarily an arcade mode exactly, but just a way to be able to travel around a little bit easier. I, yeah. I appreciate they made things very, very easy, yeah. but I'm, I'm talking like uh, like Crimson Skies easy. I was just like looking for, where's the mode where I can type in a suburb or something like that? Like it's the world. I just thought I could mm. do that and just my plane could appear there, but. Oh, well, that's what happens when you're running Bing Maps, my friend. Well, I, 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 I do like 
I do like the, I've seen some new Star Wars um, mods for the, you get Star Wars ships like the, like Slave One. I'm looking forward to doing that over to Nizia. Just, um, you know, that's going to be uh, cool. But yeah. I could top that. Give me a Star Destroyer. Flying Ooh. somewhere will take, will be but so much quicker. The Star Destroyer is in the sky, like in the skybox in the game too. People have ah. modded this really coolly now. So um, yeah, something I'll, I'll The mod scene is absolutely huge for flight simulator games. Probably one of the biggest in the world. So yeah, doesn't surprise me. Cool. I, I struggle with mods these days. I, I'm such a console gamer now. It's it's scary. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, such is life. But I totally agreed. Um, yeah, real technical achievement, um, but definitely one for the diehard fans. And good on you if you're a diehard fan. I more yeah. power to you. I, I so much, um, so much. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, respect for people that um, can do that. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to chuck one in. Because I don't see it on your list, Joe. Joe has this awesome list that he's, he's brought up, and he's missed one of the key games that really should have been on this list and was such an amazing release this year. In fact, it, it comes really close to potentially being my game of the year, and that would be Streets of Rage 4. Why oh, you, is mean, Street... you mean this game, Jonah, that's on my on my on the screen right now, Streets of Rage 4, which I was didn't put it on the screen because I thought that was going to be your game of the year, Jonah. Now, I haven't said that it isn't, but you know what? For this game was a love letter to '90s side-scrolling beat 'em ups, and in particular the Streets of Rage series, and but yet modernised it in such an effective way. And I know this is my opinion, and not necessarily both of yours, but beautiful game, uh, really fun experience being able to play it with my fiance as well, because um, she grew up on it as also, and so this just felt right. But also there was something about the gameplay just. Um, the patterns and the and the flow was just amazing. And if you could get into the flow, you could just buzz your way through the levels. Yeah. And it took a while before I got to that point, but I absolutely love it. And the, the amount of times I've actually replayed this game is phenomenal. And when you look at some of the games I've played this year, the fact that I've replayed this game as much as I did um, speaks to its production values and and the love put into the game. So I, I absolutely love it. I, I think... I think a big part of it, as it always has been for versus player, is also the games that we get to share with other people, especially our, yep. you know, our wives and fiancés and girlfriends and all that sort of stuff. And like, truth be told, like, you know, for me, Jen was not a massive gamer, and I, I still mm. wouldn't consider her a massive gamer. You know, she she'll jump in and try things here and there, but when you can get them hooked, like it was with Stardew, when you can get yeah. them hooked and you can find something, it really adds a lot more to the game. And the game, honestly, could also not be a very good game, but if it clicks yep. with yeah with our respective partners, you suddenly find a new appreciation for this title that, that you wouldn't yeah. have otherwise had. Um, and I think this was a very Rage, good game. Absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, look, absolutely. It is, it is a very good game and I agree. I, I, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and for you, at least, I think it would be a definite contender, something yeah, worth I, fighting, uh, fighting for I at the honestly, end. I honestly was expecting that, Jono. That's why I didn't put it on this list. I thought, I'll leave he'll that one Jono. He's in his pocket. He's going to bring it out later. Yeah, uh, like, he's totally going to bring it there out. There it yep. is. I, I've got to tee that right I, I will. I will. I'm going to get in nice and early now at the beginning of this podcast and say that I reckon you're all going to agree on the same game of the year once I bring it up, unless Ooh, somebody yeah. else gets in before me. But I'll wait until a little bit later. There's no chance it's not going to win. It's just my my choice is is the best choice. Okay. Oh, of course, of course. All right, well, let's move this this along because I want to see where can, that goes. Can I can I jump on with another similar 
kind of old school revival game, if I probably sure, makes okay. sense to put it here. So there's two. I'll, I'll start with one that I liked, but I didn't love, but I think they did a great job, which is Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater, the remake, one and two. Um, I want to play it, that so much. Man, it was it was just like, I played that with my son a lot. We had a lot of fun doing graffiti, but I, it's it, there's, there's a lot of game there. There's a lot of hours to kind of get through everything. Um, but it is, yeah. like it was like, you know, just as I remember it, um, yeah, really cool. And I think they did a great job. But the game that I would, you know, be happy to... Oh, before of... you move on from... Oh, sorry, go on. Before you move on from Tony Hawk. So I have one complaint. Yes. Now, you know I haven't played it yet, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. But I'm so tired of Activision being cheap buggers and not dropping the price after a while. They do it with Call of Duty, and they've done it with Tony Hawk. And it's... As a patient gamer and one who likes to, you know, save a little bit of money because I have enough hobbies that, you know, drain my money everywhere. The fact that this hasn't dropped below $60 is driving me insane. Come on, give me a sale that's worth it. Anyway, the closest it's gotten was 52 and that's not a drop. Do you know Come what they should have done? Under 40 they bucks. They should have released, I don't know if you remember this, but Tony Hawk and Tony Hawk 2 both had a demo where it was just this, this one skate park that you could play yes. over and over again. They played the same song. I can't remember what the song was. It was stuck in my head I for a long time. I would love that. But if they should have just done that same demo. But a lot of people never bought Tony Hawk, and a lot of kids couldn't afford it, yeah. right? So they just play this demo over and over and over again. Um, I was yeah. one of those kids, so yeah. Wasn't there a demo for this? Because I thought that's why I bought it, because I played the demo. Maybe was it like a time demo or something? Uh, or? Yeah, it was just totally... like one stage. Yeah, right. I it was done a one-stage demo. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, maybe I'm imagining things. They definitely did that with the original. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the game... Yeah, I was going to say, the game that... Like an old-school revival sort of game that I would happily have a discussion about it being, you know, up there with the games of the year is Crash Bandicoot 4. It is incredible. This game is so good. It It is just... It's like, you know... Yeah, when we talk about games that we played when we were young and we play them again and it's not how we remember them. Like, it... Because our memory is always better than the actual kind of passage. The reality. Yeah. Yeah. This is like I'm playing Crash Bandicoot, how I would romanticize it. Because I actually, like I played the remakes of the remaster, sorry, whatever it was of the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. And I hated it. It was too hard. It was the the pinpoint accuracy on the jumps and everything. I just, I didn't like it. This is easier in that regard. It's the stages are so beautiful and well-designed and fun and funny and interesting. Uh, the pastor controller mode, my son and I and my daughter um, just had so much fun with that. It, I think every platformer, every kind of family-friendly game needs, I've spoken about that before, needs that mode. Uh, but mm. it, 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 we haven't finished it yet, but we, we've now unlocked the thing that gives us an ability to redo stages, get more coins or whatever they're called. I think they're gems or crystals or whatever it is. I can't remember. Um, and you can now get different costumes. So we're just kind of going back and getting all these fun costumes um, for the two characters. And there's different characters you can play as, as you go along. A um, lot of variety in the game. It is, it is awesome. It is, yeah, it's kind of nostalgia brought forward done right. And for me, it's one of the best games that I played uh, last year. And so I'm curious. You played. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm curious. Chase, did you ever play Crash Bandicoot when it was originally out? Absolutely. Yeah, see, I, I didn't, and I don't know if that was a product of, I think that was um, a few of them been out, but it was around the time I was at Toys R Us, and it was interesting what games I was playing and wasn't playing, and part of that's my age as well, 
um, you know, being a few years along from you guys, I was selling some of this stuff to kids. So um, there were certain titles I just didn't interact with and I don't have that same nostalgia. The closest I'd get would be Sonic would be my equivalent to Crash. I I watched a um, friend of the show, Brennan, play it when I was a kid. Um, it was yeah. actually too difficult for me to play, but yeah. you needed a different skill set when you were when you were a kid. I found just because a you didn't have the dexterity that was there, yeah. and also games were different back then. As far as I'm concerned, when I was a kid, every game was Demon Souls or Dark Souls, um, yeah. because they they really were quite challenging. Yeah. And, and and Crash Bandicoot was absolutely one of those. It felt like one of those pixel perfect games, um, where you just had to get that jump exactly right. Um, a little bit similar to to sort of those levels on Battletoads that were so notoriously difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I didn't get to play the most recent Crash Bandicoot, but I've heard a lot of positive things about it, and it's a testament to Naughty Dog's ability. You know, they're able to pull out amazing games like the Uncharted series, and then all of a sudden they're making a game about a rodent. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I keep forgetting that's Naughty Dog. They're, they're the yeah. one in the same house. They're still, they're still that? got it, man. But they're not yeah. making this current Crash. That was um, that wasn't somebody Naughty else. Dog? No, 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 they haven't done it for a long time. That's the kind of... So what, did the they just give bit. up the right? I thought the, I thought for sure it was them. So they, I think it was they just give up. I think that's what it's called. I think it's pretty sure uh, it was at the beginning of it. it. Was so does it actually yeah. play anything like the original, or it really doesn't? No, it does. It, like, it, okay. it's not as... It, it, like I said, the I found the kind of jumping, like the, the precise platforming not as difficult in this one. Like the yeah. shadow underneath Crash is accurate, and you kind of... It just helps with everything. It made such a difference, yeah. So. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's a really good platformer um, in a and it's a very good old school kind of throwback. Um, and I guess that's a segue. If we move on from that one to a, another another old school throwback, uh, which was incredible and probably my favorite game on the Switch I played throughout the year, which was uh, Mario Thirty. Was it was just called Mario Thirty Five? Yeah, I think it was. That was incredible. That, you guys played that as well, right? I didn't know. Oh, you didn't. yeah. I, I purchased it and like many Mario collections that I've purchased in my lifetime. Um, oh, no, no, no. Really... This is the, this is oh, the sorry. forming one. The, the Mario... Um, the Tetris Mario 99 35. equivalent. Yes, exactly. Where you play against my, other yeah. people, like a Battle Royale-esque Mario. I, and, um, I sunk awesome. many hours into this game. Yeah. I, I but a, I'm by no means good, but I sunk many hours into this game. <laughs> I did a review on our um, YouTube channel on this game, so go and give it a watch. Um, but you can see a quick review. It only takes like two minutes. Um, but yeah, that was a really fun game, and I love the idea of it. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Zelda this year. I believe it's Zelda's 35th anniversary, so ah. there might be a Battle Royale Zelda or a Zelda Maker sort of thing. Um, you know what I think would be good for a Zelda? I think um, in the same vein as that, what's that game on Xbox? It's You have knights and you run around. It's a jousting game. Night Squad. Night, yeah, right. Night Squad. So Night Squad, but like top-down Zelda, you're all running around as like, you know, 8-bit Link, and you've all just got to like fight each other and deal with like some of the oh, enemies around. That would be cool. What was it called on the GameCube um, that you could connect for Game Boy Advance? Four Swords the or something? Four swords, yeah. You know yeah. what? I'd, what I'd like to say. I've thought of this actually, Jace. I was hoping we'd be talking about this. Um, is I want to see a Zelda game, but where people come in and they control the enemies. So you're so one person Zelda, and then everyone else is the enemies, and you're just kind of waiting for a Zelda to come along. And you're obviously not as strong as them, but you're just trying to take them down together. I think that'd be really fun in the old school style. But we'll see what oh. happens. But Mario it, it, 35. It's going to finish soon, I believe, as well. So. It's funny you mentioned that. I was going to say public service announcement. Um, I, it's, I can't remember if it's the start of March or the end of March, but yeah, if you want to play Mario 35, you have, uh, what, a month and a half left maybe? Maybe yeah. maybe two and a half months? 
Um, so definitely get in there because you're right, Joe, it is worth playing. But on your Zelda idea, I like it. I think it should be um, Zelda versus 99. So 99 bad guys, one Zelda. And, nice. And every time you play it, it gives you a ticket to get you closer to being Zelda next time. So if you, you know, get That's 99 cool tickets, then you have to be a Zelda. Take that yeah. for free, Nintendo. Just yeah, give, we'll give it to you. Give us a shout yeah. out in the credits. And, and a free game. I've I've got some stuff if you want to want to run through it. Cool. Okay. Um, I'll do my best to to keep it keep it short. I have got quite a few. Um, so I think something worth talking about would be Spelunky Two. Um, Spelunky Two is a game that I was very very much looking forward to. Um, it was a PS4 and a PC only release, and I know mm-hmm. that all three of us ended up getting it. Um, yep. The interesting thing about Spelunky 2 is that it did very, very well review-wise. On, on Metacritic, it did very, very well. But it really isn't all that different to the original game. No. And the original game is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I would yep. argue it's, you know, it would have been my game of the year at some point, um, although Spelunky yep. is a very, very old game. Sadly, two they didn't need to change anything from 1 to 2. They needed no. to find a way to be able to release a new game and charge people for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're well within their rights to be able to do that. It is just as good as the original, but it didn't give me the feels. And the reason it didn't give yeah. me the feels is because I, it really just felt like almost like an expansion or additional levels. In fact, you know, the last boss is, well, the last boss that I've encountered at least is, is identical to the original. I, oh. I didn't feel like I was playing something that was, that was all that different, um, which means I didn't sink as many hours into it as I would have liked to. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you, you could have that same argument with, and these are not games of the year, although Hitman 3 is coming out tonight. Um, but the Hitman games aren't actually all that different to one another as well. Like, you know, you're, you're effectively yeah. just playing new levels. The mechanics haven't changed. Graphically, there's not a massive improvement. There are changes. Um, but, but unfortunately for me, I, I thought Splunky 2 would be this game, this massive time sink. And I, I found myself playing it, and then I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I think the difference with, with Hitman, though, is it's, like you said, new levels. That I have Splunky 2 as a disappointment for me as well. Um, just that I'm not very good at the game, so I'm spending a lot of time in it doing the same stage from the initial, the original Spelunky and not really seeing much different, um, which is, you know, and it hasn't made me want to get better at it because it, that, that's a game that takes a lot of patience and time and, you know, deaths over and over again. Talk about your Dark Souls-esque sorts of things. Do you know what I found interesting about it, though? Um, and not necessarily in a good way. I found it harder. And secondly, the setting was apparently on the moon but then the, it didn't feel like you were on the moon from the moment you got into the first mine. And I think that could have been a nice leverage. Like even the fact that if the levels had a, a visual take and maybe a few enemies that, yeah. that played on that whole idea that you were on the moon as opposed to, hey, we're on the moon, but look, it looks like you're underground back on Earth. Yeah. Um, I, I think there was just some opportunities that were were missed that could have given it that that point of difference even though you ended up playing a game that was very similar because it was polished so why would you change the formula too much i I would i would absolutely argue that i'm not this is this game was not disappointing it just wasn't anything it was like it was a game that came and went i unfortunately didn't have much time if i ever feel like if i get the itch to play spelunky i'm not going to go back to the original i'm going to play this one um but uh, i just don't have that itch because i i sunk 150 hours into the original and and it just didn't give me that feeling um but yeah look i we all have it i'm sure at some point we'll we'll get it i think the co-op finally works maybe i don't know we'll have to to check it out sometime um the The co-op experiences have been horrible we all tend (laughs) to kill each other (laughs) um i will 
put, and I'm not going to fight fight for this game because it's it's just simply too difficult to to sell anybody on. But um, Crusader Kings three is um my it's it's perfect at what it is. Yeah. Um, and I I had such a great time with it. Unfortunately, as it is with all all paradox games, there is a steep learning curve. And even though this is the easiest paradox game to play, you still need a degree in paradoxology to be able to uh, to be able to play this thing. Um, but Crusader Kings Three is completely unique, um, and and I've had a really really amazing time with that. Um, you guys didn't try it, did you? It's on Game Pass. No. No. Was it PC only? Uh, it was PC only. I don't think it would ever work on a console. If it is coming yeah, out cool. on console, I, I I don't know how it would work. But um, on top of that, it's just it's such a massive time sink. Like I can't I I don't have the time now. Um, I didn't have the time before, and I had all the time before. So I definitely don't have the time <laughs> now, and I, I, I can't recommend it to somebody. It's something that you – it's a game that you play, and you just play by itself, and you don't play any other games. You just hone in and, I, I, and I'm on um, I'm on How Long to Beat right now, and this is why I never played it. 76 hours for the main story. That's, um, that's, a, that's a few days there. So no, I don't you. even know if you can if you can – like put a time on that game it's just sort of it goes on as long as you want it to in yeah. saying that um can you do a how long to beat on dragon quest 11 for me joe dragon. um so dragon quest 11 s uh echoes of elusive age definitive edition <laughs> what a time um, is something that came out on game pass this year as well and i i played it on the ps4 but this this particular version of it has popped up on everything um yeah. visually incredibly impressive um the accessibility options are amazing Basically, the game is either I'm a baby, I'm playing with one hand, easy, or stupid hard. Um, they're the two <laughs> options that they seem to have. And it's not, it's, it's just, it's very, very easy. Press one button here and there, and then all of a sudden there's like, here's a boss, and we're absolutely going to destroy you with him. Um, and I, I enjoy, I've played this game a lot. I've, I've enjoyed my time with it, but it's one of those games that's meant to be ridiculously long. Is it long, Joe? Well, it, the main story is 56 hours, but the yeah. completionist, it's 122 hours. Right. So there goes your life. But uh, um, I, I, I like the look yep. of this game. I never played it, but I really, this is something uh, I didn't play it either. I wish I had when I was a young man. Good time. That was a long time ago, Joe. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one other I'll quickly jump in with, because um, it may not get a special mention, is Yakuza 0. Um, so the Yakuza series yeah. is doing incredibly well. Sega is doing incredibly well, both with their PC ports. And their PC ports deserve their own awards. PC ports have notoriously been uh, shoddy when it comes going from console to PC, that is. Um, yeah, especially for, in the for last few years. Titles, yeah. Absolutely right. But we've had, recently we've had a, almost every Yakuza game come out on PC and do incredibly well. Um, but Sega have always done amazing ports. They, they brought out a, a lesser known game called Valkyria Chronicles that did very, very well on PC. Um, and while I, I think it's probably worth bringing up at some point in this podcast, Death Stranding, um, that was also an amazing PC port as well. Um, mm-hmm. That was Sega. But Yakuza Zero is an amazing game. I don't know how they keep making these games in the same location with the same kind of mechanics. They don't really improve on it in a drastic way, but every game is different. The story really grabs you, and just end to end, it was a joy to play. Um, it was it was absolutely uh, up there for for one of my favorite games of the year. That's an action kind of beat 'em up style, isn't it? Whereas the Like a Dragon is a role playing. Um... Like a so, so like a dragon game. is a turn-based yep. RPG, um, whereas sort of uh, more, yep. more in sort of Final Fantasy sort of style. Um, but the Yakuza series with with the original protagonist um, every time has been 
it's effectively like Shenmue, if you ever played Shenmue, yeah. um, a bit of okay. virtual fighter kind of mixed in there as well. Um, and then it's, you know, it's, it's an RPG with a lot of wacky things you can do. Mm. Um, yeah, the Yakuza series is fantastic and, and four, five and six, I think, uh, are coming out on Game Pass pretty soon. Um, but if you're going to play one, um, Zero is, is the way to go. Obviously, it's I, the beginning, but it's the way to go. I played one in uh, middle of last year, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was whatever it was on Game Pass, and I think it was just before Zero, so whatever hit then, and I I did enjoy the style, and you, the comparisons to Shenmue uh, are a, a good way to start. N- not necessarily the sort of game I'd play, but definitely really well polished, and I, I thought it was quite a nice game. I just couldn't find myself sinking the time into it, but yeah, nice nice choice. Yeah. Nice choice. Um, Joe, do you want to chuck in another one before I chuck in an honourable mention? Well, I'll check in. Yeah, another honourable mention is something I've not played. I don't think any of us have played, but I really, really want to. Um, is Half Life Alex? So it's so funny. I kind of like, as a you know, grown man, and you know, with my own kind of savings and whatnot, I, I like to buy new consoles and things as they come out. And got a nice PC that plays games, but I don't have virtual reality. And everything I've seen about this, everything I've read, everything I've I've heard, it just it's supposed to be that kind of. The, the step that VR needed um, to kind of yeah. show that this is a platform that, you know, gaming is something that's going to work here. And um, just the thing that they're saying other games are just going to steal from um, it's, it's got that valve money behind it. So that's why it can be so good. And like I said, I haven't, mm. I haven't played it, but I just wanted to bring it up as <laughs> I just, I just wish I could play this game um, <laughs> because like when, you know, Half-Life um, um, episode two was like two episode two was, so long ago now, and yeah. come out, um, yeah, only on that play that way. It's um, yeah, that's my kind of big sad kind of miss of the year. Um, but I don't think we're ever going to see another Half Life game beyond that one. I'd be I, really surprised. I disagree. I think I think we'll get something, yeah. and I, I still I still am waiting for that stealth release. I've just here it is. Um, it is out tomorrow, and it's whatever it is, and the internet melts. Because everyone buys it, um, but another for your sake, of... I hope so. But but maybe maybe the time is gone. Yeah, I'll tell um, you what. I reckon. I reckon when because Epic is pushing very very hard for their platform, giving away so many free titles and you know trying to steal up exclusives. And yeah. while this isn't the platform to talk about it, there's a little bit of controversy about um, Hitman One and Two, and then mm. Three being exclusive to, to Epic. I've heard um, that. But I, I have a feeling that if for whatever reason Epic has this amazing thing where everyone's just like. Steam is the worst platform ever. You know, Gabe is a terrible human being. I'm going for Epic. Um, and then Steam's just like, well, you can go, but here's a free copy of uh, Half-Life 3, um, you know, on the condition that you uninstall Epic off your computer. Um, I think I think that's what they're, they're waiting for. <laughs> that would be priceless. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. It. If it detects Epic, it just doesn't load. <laughs> I, I'm going to... It's like Doki Doki Literature Club where you have to go in and uninstall the file, but it's like... You have to go in and uninstall Epic. That's yep. kind of like a better game of Half Life Three. I Why love where you heads that chase. Very cool. uh, very nice. Yeah. I, look, I, I think I'm kind of done with the honourable mentions. My honourable uh, mention in terms of big disappointment for the year was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I know people love this game, but it just it just got boring for me. I don't know what it was about it. I loved the last one. Um, it didn't have those that kind of. I never got to a kind of epic moment like in Ori 1 there was that I think it was a waterfall scene where you're running away from you know and it, it, it just was so 
beautiful and it was you know this kind of climax it, it was in the middle of the game um but in this it just it was a bit i found it a bit slower and a lot of um of the kind of same environments that you were visiting a lot of back and forth um i i'm so disappointed in it did you guys play it no yeah that, that was that's kind of like my no. big, uh, disappointment for the year but everything else that i've got to say is kind of going in the game of the year contention so i'll leave the rest to you guys I can see the list. I'm, I'm, um, I'm impressed by the ones that you've got that you're coming up with, but I find it interesting that I think every single one of them is a PlayStation game. Uh, besides one. Besides one. All right. Yeah. We'll get back to that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to chuck in an honourable mention because, as much as in previous uh, game of the year podcasts we were able to sneak in a title that wasn't released that year and make it win. Um, <laughs> This this one I think I'm pushing my luck, but for for me it is definitely one of the games that made my year last year, and that would have to be Subnautica. I have not had a game that had me so lost in it for such an incredible period of time like I did Subnautica, and like yeah. I had a unique position where I had some time off at the start of the year, um, like in the the realm of a few months. And this fell into my lap, I think it was in February, so just before everything went a little bit crazy. And even then, I don't think I left the house much during that <laughs> that couple of you weeks that I played Subnautica. I was yeah. underwater, and and I don't think I could go back and play it the same way, but there was genuine fear in traversing further, but and a pool that I had to go deeper, and I had to discover more. I didn't realise how deep this game was, <laughs> and I used that pun because it's <laughs> it's terribly effective, but yeah, that that game was so well crafted to to not give you a lot of information as to how far this game was going to take you and what it was going to make you find, and but push just nudge you in the right direction, and then you start discovering things. So um, I know it was released, I think on PC a year or two prior to me playing it this year, and I know also that on PC its sequel has just come out of alpha and i think is is hit beta um i know it's getting a console release in the future but they're being very vague about when that future is and quite looking forward to it but i don't know if anything will capture what i felt about this first game and how much i loved it i I would pass for that one i would argue that um the game of the year for us probably should be three categories one is the obvious game of the year a game that was released in 2020 or within within the time slot that we're discussing it I think there yep. absolutely needs to be a, a hot garbage that belongs in the dumpster fire that was the year 2020. But I also yes. think that there should absolutely be a game that was not released in 2020 or the year that we're discussing. Um, yeah. That is that is something that that was you know important because the the fact of the matter is, you know, we play a lot of games, but we also discover a lot of games that weren't yep. released in the year that they came out, and those games yeah. can be really important. They can actually be more important than the game that came out that year. And yep. and now more so than ever with services like Game Pass and, and these these various subscription platforms that exist, you're you're getting a taste of things that you might not have otherwise gotten to play. Um, yep. I I think that it's worth mentioning now that my favorite game that I didn't play this year would also be Subnautica. Um, oh wow! It, it was, I didn't expect it, that. Well, no, I, I, I think that, that that would be fair. And and the only reason I'm saying that is that I played it. I enjoyed it. I, I obviously recommended it to, to both of you guys. And then yeah. for whatever reason, Jono, you got into it. And then and then I went back and played it again. And I, I had a lot of fond memories of it, especially, um, you know, Brennan was, was over at my place and he was the one who was saying like, oh, yeah, you know, 
give some Nordica a go. And I was just like, okay. And, you know, and I, I ended up getting into it again because you enjoyed it so much. Um, I, love, I, I love hearing the stories from Jono. It just made, I, I feel like I've lived a lot of this game through you. I've played a little bit of it, but yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment. It's, it's such a fun game to talk about. It gives me the warm and fuzzies hearing yep. Jono, yeah. Jono talk about the game as well because of, of how important it was to him. But it also made me revisit it. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm absolutely for games that evoke a sense of of wonder. Um, yeah, and discovery. I mean, I think it was this all about discovery as well, right? The big yeah. part of it. Absolutely, cool. and and you know, you just I mean, it's it's the ocean, right? Like, yeah. and, you know, once you start hitting those creepy leviathans and all that sort of stuff, that's that's right on. I, I cool. anything but deep sea, I love. But uh, but yeah, I I would I would fight for that and say that that, that is absolutely yep. my favorite game not released this year. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, uh, you know, this is coming from a non-swimmer. You know, a game about being in the water all the time. Takes your fears, Jonas. Yes. That's it. Oh, ex- well, you know, it was so much easier once I had the Cyclops. The fact That's that I pure, could go pure escapism it. there, Jono, like putting yourself in someone else's flippers, not shoes. Um, that's really cool too, yeah. That is a fun thing to do in video games. Oh, we lost Jono? Well, while, we're, while we're waiting for him to come back, hopefully he does his internet clicks back in. I guess I'll, um, one that we've played, Jace, um, that I played, finished playing just only recently because it came to um, EA Access or whatever it is, um, A Way Out. And I played that with my wife, who is a non-gamer. Um, and we had, like, we had a lot of fun in certain moments in this game, but nothing more than the final, there's a part at the end of the game um, where there's an, it's all about, you know, they're telling the story on this aeroplane at the beginning of it, um, but you've got to get to this aeroplane at the end of the game. And my wife driving while I was shooting the bad guys behind us was just awesome. We had so much fun just laughing as we weren't, she wasn't sure which way to go. And just, I'm not, you know, I'm missing people. I missed the jump at the end. It was just a disaster. We were, we were exhausted, but we wanted to finish this thing. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, and the other one that I, kind of got to at the end of the year um, was River City Girls. That is an incredible game. I've played that a lot uh, with my son. We're still playing our way through it, um, but it is super cool. Well, while we're waiting for John to return, I, I want to talk about both of those games a little bit more. Um, yep. I appreciate that, you know. Um, well, River City Girls is a 2020 game, isn't it? Is it? Um, I, I believe it so. Year, I thought it was year before. I'll look it up. You can Have a up. look. Regardless, we'll, we'll talk about it. This is a, a bit of an intermission while, while Jono's technical difficulties get resolved. Um, yeah. Yeah, hey. he's back. Oh, um, I mean, I could hear you for a while, but you weren't moving. Oh, you're finally moving. Brilliant. Excellent. Cool. Welcome back. We were just, we were just talking about um, two games, um, River City Girls and, and A Way Out. A Way Out wasn't, wasn't released this year, but it and was. Neither was um, River City Girls, it looks like. Uh, oh, really? 2019. Well, Oh, that's all right. We'll 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 quickly talk about those. So um you, you got to play a way out because it was on EA Play, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so Joe had a lot of good experiences with that game with, with his wife. I Allie, heard the end I, of that with you guys talking about. Yep. And, and I, I absolutely did with, with Jen. I actually think that um talking about a way out um would do you do you have any intention on playing it, Jono? I'd love to. I I very much doubt M would play it with me. Um, do, you, do you want to try something for me after this podcast or whenever it's convenient? See if you can just load up the game with two controllers and see if she will give it a quick go. If she doesn't, yeah. it's fine. But I, I think A Way Out deserves its own separate episode of a podcast just to talk about our decisions. Can I, can I yeah, talk very cool. quickly before, you, before anything else with A Way Out? That new game, um, It Takes Two, is my most anticipated game besides Bayonetta 3 that is coming out. That, that game... I'm, I can't wait to play that with my wife. It's more whimsical and, you know, silly looking and, and kind of it's a romance, um, which 
awesome experience. Yeah, he's um, with that Faris guy, Joseph Faris. Anyway, sorry, Jace, I'm done. Oh, no, I know. I will just say I had a ra- really great time with River City Girls as well. The humor was on point. Visually, it's very, very appealing. Um, I like the fighting. I actually enjoyed yeah. the fighting in um, in Streets of Rage a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I found and I found some of the stuff in River City Girls to actually be quite, quite difficult. Like there's one section in River City Girls where you've got to jump on these um, like there's like a guy who's sleeping on a couch and you've got to like jump yes. across. Did you ever do that? That yes. was that took me way too long to do. But anyway, that was- won't. Oh yeah, that's just, that was well, that was tough. It was it was yeah, but anyway, we we it's not a it's not a twenty twenty game, so we'll move on. <laughs> I I had a brief go of it, and I wanted to like it more, but I actually I struggled with it, and I don't know what exactly about it it was, but yeah, maybe it was just the theme. Like you, it's very anime. Um, the writing is and very clever, though. It is. No, I agree with you. Like the the writing is very clever. I don't mind a bit of anime, but um, yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I got to say, if I was playing that on my own, I don't think I'd enjoy it near as much. Having that as yeah. a co op game with my son, Absolutely. it is a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. That might have been the reason. Yeah. Can I can I throw something in quickly into the ring genre that you may 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 have said or may choose to say? Um, I could have said that better. Um, control. Yes, I, control. Yep. Yes. I can't wait to get back into it. Um, I found it... You know what? I played a lot of their previous games, like Quantum Break and... Oh, there's another one. Alan Wake. I'm drawing a blank. I have not played Alan Wake yet. It's still on my That's list. That's awesome. I've got a copy of it, but um, we'll get to it eventually. I actually really enjoyed Quantum Break more than I expected, and I'm enjoying Control because it's just so weird. Um, yeah. But I'm playing it in small amounts. I haven't gotten back to it since, um, but it is, it is definitely fun. Um it's coming you know, to PC now on Game Pass too. I'm going to try it over there as well. See how that looks. Yeah. And it's getting a next gen update um, shortly as well. So it is. Yeah. I I'm think it will really benefit that. from that. Yeah. Because I do notice moments of slowdown and yeah. and lag in it. So yeah, I'm that, curious to see good. whether or not it pushes the the ray tracing ability of the the Xbox uh, Series X as well. Yeah. Um, there mm. aren't any games that are really doing that right now. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Joe, did you want to start yours? Because I, I do have one that I want to chuck into the ring. So are we, are we still on um, like games we played from previous years? Because I've got the, the the best thing that I played this year or last year was when I played through Uncharted 1 to 4 back to back. That was by far my favorite gaming experiences of 2020. Like the, it was, I, I, I love it. It was just so much fun i spoke about it on the podcast before but look if, if we're are we moving on from that john or are we, are we done there because i'm happy to say subnautica as our non-2020 2020 game of the year if that makes sense as a title for the well, lock it in joe yeah. I... not, not game of the year game of the year <laughs> yes previous game, not, of the year, not... game of the year yeah previously on the game of the year gotcha i like, Pre- it. I like previously it. on the game of the year love it done. giles's puffy voice thank you good done nice um, so what, what do you want me to do? Sorry, Jono. That's right. Um, you know what? Let's let's bring this baby home. Yep. I know there's some games you've got that are definitely contenders for your game of the year, even though you might not have anything cemented in your head. Um, I I have an idea as to where Jace might be heading, and I suspect that it might be where I'm heading. So, Joe, I'm going to give you the opportunity to jump in before we railroad it completely and put in what is going to be the game of the year. The difference here, Jono, is unlike the Stardew year, Joe will agree with us. Guaranteed. I think you could be right. He'll probably agree with us. Because I, I, this, I've got, I've got it written there list. already. Yes. You do have it written there? I'm going to, uh, I, I don't say it. Okay, maybe I don't. 
Yeah, I don't see it either. Actually, there is one game that isn't my isn't really in contention for game of the year, but damn, I enjoyed the end of it like so much. Um, and I really didn't like parts of it. And that is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, like that game, it was like a like it's a tale of two games in parts. There are a couple of like, quite a few things about this game that I just didn't enjoy. Like there was that there were these open world, I say that in air quotes, open world sections where you go around and do quests and they sucked. When I got to like the third one of them, I just didn't bother anymore. Besides the one where um, I, I tried to beat this guy doing chimps. I just couldn't do it. Um, but that one, that one kind of got me for a while, but like, I just, it just slowed the game down. Um, and some of the, some of the side characters, you, you come across these guys on a train. It was the weirdest kind of thing I've ever seen in a game. I saw it on, actually, Dunkey did an awesome video on uh, Final Fantasy VII where, where he spoke about these guys on the train. I got totally agreed. I'm watching that like, yeah. But unlike Dunkey, I actually liked other parts of this game. I liked the side characters um, getting more fleshed out. I loved it, the kind of way that they made Jesse, who was a very, you know, very minuscule character in the original game, um, more part of it. I love that. I've still, you know, got a massive, like, I just love Tifa. Um, she's, you know, my, my <laughs> old game school crush, and, and she's an awesome character in this. They made, um, like... Does the missus know this? Yeah, yeah, she's She's seen it. She <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and, like, Barrett and Marlene, that story there in this is just done so well. And there's a moment at the end where, like, I got teary, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. And then they didn't do it. Like, they kind of went back on this really emotional thing that would have been even more powerful than what happened, I feel, in the original Final Fantasy VII uh, with Aerith. But, um, like, yeah, so there's things like that that really bothered me, but there was so much coolness about this game, so much style, the cutscenes, the fights, um, like the kind of final world that you were in, it looked really cool. I liked Cloud. I think he was really great in this. Um, it's not, like I said, not my favourite game of the year, but I love that they made this game like they made it. It was so weird i don't know how the, what was it like five hours of the original final fantasy in like i don't know 20 30 hours um oh, i don't wow. want to say something jace i think you'd, you'd love it jace um but it, it's just got to be spoken of near the best of the year i want more things like this i want to go and play resident evil 2 and 3 the remakes after playing this as well because i hear they're kind of similar homages but um yeah it's it's just it was something something different and something special jace. so jono you I know that you're, you've got an idea of what I'm, we're almost on the same wavelength here and you've got an idea of what I'm going to say. Just very quickly before you get into it. Okay. May I? Um, as, as long, are you, are you about to get into the game or? I'm not. Okay. I just need to rattle off some stuff because we're, obviously we're running out a little bit of time here and there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been mentioned that absolutely needs yeah, to be sure. mentioned. Just, I'm just going to say names so people can try these games because they're very good. Um, Monster Train, you have to play it. It's Slay the Spire. Oh, no, no. I, I would, deleted it after I finished it. It's too good, Jace. It's too I, good. I would I would argue it's better than Slay the Spire. Yeah, it's um, so good. It's, it's incredible. incredible. Wasteland 3, again, on Game Pass, Xbox and, and um, Xbox and PC for the, for the Game Pass service. Um, brilliant game um, in the same vein as, um, you know, games like Fallout Tactics, the original Fallout. It's got a real XCOM vibe to it. Humor is on point. It's very, very polished um, okay. and, and an excellent, excellent title. Um, does Tetris Effect Connected count, or is that a? Oh, game? I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely worth bringing up. Um, Gears Tactics. That was a Joe yep. recommendation. You absolutely need to go Still out have there to play and, it. Yeah. and give that a go as well. Um, I have obviously mentioned. 
Oh, you, we've got to talk about Hades briefly, right? Like, that's worth bringing up. That's yeah, on sure. my, that, uh, that was it's on my list of my, to play. That's one of my top games of the year, Jace, is Hades. Okay. That's All up right. there. It's oh. a brilliant game. Have you not played it, Jonah? No, I've not played it yet. Oh, man, it's, no. it's incredible. Is it on Game Pass? No, it's PC only. Yeah, oh, it's, I, Switch. it's Switch. Yeah, my I haven't tried it on Switch, and my PC is currently buried under a pile of Transformers, so uh, I can't get to it. Yeah. What what well, it's done for the roguelike genre in terms of the making death so awesome, such a mm. cool part of the game, um, and just like kind of the, the setting and the voice acting and everything and the kind of stylish characters. I think that's that's a very cool game, and it's something I'm still playing now. Um, Do you I have any others left, Jace? Just yeah. very quickly, yes, Your Grace is an excellent game to spend a little bit of time with. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I, it's it's out there. Go and take a look at it, um, and. I think, oh, I will also give an honorable mention, although it isn't technically a 2020 game, but it did fully properly release this year. Uh, there was like early access for a while. Um, Deep Rock Galactic. We all had a really great time with yeah. Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, we had fun. That was and, cool. and I think I, I think that's that's worth checking out as well. Um, for such a small download size, an amazing amount of depth. Yeah, Australian, Australian company as well. Very cool. Um, Joe, you have three games I can see on your list that I think you want to talk about. Um, I don't have to say too much about it because I've spoken about cool. it so much more, so much before. But I think I, I said before, kind of alluded to the most technically impressive game of the year, um, and like is The Last of Us Part Two, probably the like not my favorite game of the year, but probably the best game in my eyes of the year. It was a phenomenal game. The story was just so unexpected and so moving. Um, it was quite. Like the, the the violence in this game was was very confronting, but it was kind of a necessary part of the game in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not really a big fan of horror, and there's some really scary mm. moments. Going through the hotel, going down level by level in that game was just I had to finish it in one night because I didn't want to kind of just leave it there. Um, and the story of like the two main characters and the way it flips um, was phenomenal. Uh, it, it is, yeah, the most I can't believe it's on PlayStation, like PlayStation Four, not even on mm. the new consoles, not even on PC. It, I don't know how they, how Naughty Dog, talking about Naughty Dog before with their magic, they really did something incredibly um, special here, and um, yeah, a phenomenal game. A good developer at the end of a console's life can always pull out some magic. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, like I said, probably, yeah, on, on points in terms of if you, I don't know how you look at it, but probably the best game, but. Yeah, my favourite game is, I think, no surprise, um, is Ghost of Tsushima 2 with Legends as part of the package. That really yep. surprised me. Um, and I, I really, I've like I said, I've spoken about it a lot before. I've done a review on Legends. That, that, that inclusion to the game, just to kind of give it new life. But I love that it wasn't there at the beginning as well, because often I find with games that have a multiplayer component, I want to kind of play it early on, but then I go back and forth between the single player and multiplayer and I kind of lose track of the kind of world. Ghost of Tsushima, I can't say it now again, here we go. Um, <laughs> Tsushima on its own isn't, wasn't like, you know, the story was good, the characters were great, um, the world was beautiful, the kind of different elements of Tsushima with the different seasons was, was incredible, but that Legends mode is something that I hope one day the three of us get to play together and I think it will be the most fun gaming that we've had in a very long time. I think it's something very special as a package deal. So that's probably, yeah, as a package deal, that's my favourite thing I played this year. Um, yeah. 
I, I love how much you love that. So, um, and you've converted people that have listened to this podcast to play you that know. game. So nice work. And I, I think if, if there was any game I was going to buy a PS4 for, it would yeah. be that game or yeah. a PS5 even. Yeah. And and now that I have one, I'm going to have to eventually try it. Well, you've but, got you know, one, Tono. Let's do it, Legends. I've still got my copy. We can play. <laughs> definitely. We'll we'll tee that up later this year. So, he, you know what. Jason knows exactly where I'm about to go, so I'm going to preface it with a couple of things that won't even give away what the game is just yet. First up, I did not expect this franchise to pull me back in when I mean, I'd totally given up on it. And I know plenty of friends that were playing it for years and were still loving it. I did not expect this franchise to do a free play model, and I did not expect a Battle Royale game to actually grab my attention and have me captivated for hours, and the real reason the captivation was there, uh, Joe's finally caught on to what we're talking about. Fortnite. He's forgotten. Uh, no. <laughs> Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> the Marvel season was incredible. We need to talk about that. The Marvel season of Fortnite. The, unbelievable. Anyway, go on, go on. I, uh, you know what? That, that almost got me, but yeah, it wasn't going to happen. What got me, and, and the reason that it got me, the, actually, the reason I'm going to talk about first before I do reveal the game finally, is that during lockdown and during some of the toughest periods of this year, it has been the game that has made me feel like I've got some people that have my back and that I can achieve the impossible, even though I'm pretty crap at it. <laughs> and if you haven't figured out what the game is yet, and I'm pretty sure Jace was thinking exactly this as well, it is Call of Duty Warzone. My God, what an unexpected treat for, for something that, you know, I know there's a lot of people listen to this podcast that, are not Call of Duty fans and Warzone, a battle royale is the last thing they'd expect. But for the times that we got to play together and the absolute joy that we have when we blitzed a, a level and you know came out near the top, I know we haven't had a win as a group, the three of us, but we've we've gotten pretty close. Um, yeah, this has been an amazing game. Damn you, 2020 is all I can say because that game was last year. I totally would have thought that, that came out <laughs> a long time before. Um, That's because we spent so many hours in it. Boys, can I just say, I am not going to fight you on this one at all. We had amazing <laughs> times in Call of Duty Warzone. Are you kidding me? That was some of the best moments of the year. Not even in so, game. We had so much fun there. So 10th of March, 2020. Um, yeah. And I don't blame yeah. you. I had to double check several times oh and I've had God. to double check several times to make sure. But absolutely. It came out of nowhere. I was standing on a platform in Wynyard in Sydney and you guys were chatting in our WhatsApp group about a free-to-play um, Call of Duty game, and I was just like, nah. And oh, I, I immediately assumed, A, um, loot box central, pay to win, mm. uh, incredibly buggy, incredibly laggy, going to be an unpolished mess. Our internet connections are not ready for a 100-plus Battle Royale um, video game and for it to work as well as it does. Um, and on top of that, it's probably going to have some sort of wacky RPG elements and, you know, it's it's not going to be... The reason that Warzone is so amazing for me, first and foremost, is A, it is polished. It is an incredible feat of engineering um, that they can get that many people in there. Um, but also the time yeah. to kill the TTK in the game is, is incredibly satisfying. Um, they've got the speed exactly right. Like, you can take people down really, really quickly. If you get to drop on them, there's a good chance that you're going to win, but not necessarily. The amount of strategy, the camaraderie, um, the, there have been so many moments where I'm screaming at, at my microphone, at, in, in my microphone at you guys, you know, you, 
sometimes it's because of failure, sometimes it's because of success, yeah. both of them is equally as enjoyable. Um, it's by itself, it's a fantastic game, but because of you guys, it's enhanced to, to that next level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. There were so many moments in that game where um, it became a completely different game because one element would drop in, like those uh, cards to those bunkers. You know, we'd yep. be in the middle of deciding to loot money in yep. plunder and a card would drop and suddenly we would all drop everything, find a vehicle and head to a bunker and then hold that bunker. Uh, there's just, they keep adding little things to the game. I can't believe we're playing the same map again yep. and again and they've just added one or two elements that make it a little fresher. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's that um, it's that camaraderie and it's that, that gameplay that keeps us, you know, battling towards whatever thing we're aiming towards in in that level like there's there's not one objective that we have that we constantly play for we'll jump into a game and just go you know what we're going to take out guys while we're plundering money we're not even going to worry about the money and that will become our objective i, I think it was very flexible game and so well done as an open world um, no no yeah. game has um, been responsible for waking up my kids at night as much as that game. Just like <laughs> laughing and screaming and wahooing with you clowns. It was just, it's been, we, we, we had so much fun in that. I, I think, I think it might have won the, the That's What She Said award more so than Rocket League, Joe. <laughs> uh, it was a hard thing to take away from, but that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that, that is a great pick, guys. You... I am, I'm there with you 100%, no questions asked. Well, well, since since it sounds like it's in the bag, like I I wouldn't mind talking about Warzone just a little bit more. Um, yep. Like, do you have a favorite moment that you recall, Joe? Oh, you know what? It was for me as well. Like, what made it special was I just got my new computer at that time, so I used to love going into the lobby and I got the first kill in every one of those loading screens that we ever played and having a laugh with you. But it was things like when we would do um, like just helicopter kills, like you'd go in with a helicopter. Yeah. Like throw it at people and jump out. Um, when we would be in a car together and Jason's got his music playing when that was one, one of the updates, um, going into the lift and just being at the top, just sitting there together and people coming around behind us where we're all looking one way and just screaming and man, just those things. Not even the game itself, but just laughing with you guys. And when Jace pulls off like a sniper shot from like two kilometers away. And a single like, sniper oh shot? He's like... He'd do twenty of them in a game, and I'm yeah. just like, I still haven't shot anyone. It's, it's a testament to the it's a testament to the game when the pre-game lobby before it starts is also just sometimes, if not more enjoyable than the yeah. actual round yeah. as well. Yeah, um, well. But we we had other people join us. Like your your yeah. brother joined us. My brother would love like he had so much fun with us, and he he he'd be keen to still play to this day. I tell you what, but like he he would talk to me afterwards, like how are they so good? Like because like we we were all right. John, he wasn't looking at me. Chase, you were like a machine. You got like thirty kills or something in one Warzone match, and um, yeah, it's. I think my actually my my actual highlight I do remember was when we came. I think second. Yeah, you revived me, and I was just hanging in the air in a parachute. The other crew were all alive. I've landed behind this guy, and I've done the stabbing animation, and I'm just screaming. To the microphone, you guys are laughing, and you can because when you kill, you can hear them as well on the other side, and it was just awesome. I, oh. I have such a fond memory of that moment because I remember yeah. me and like Jono were watching you sort of dropping, like get him, Joe, get him, Joe, get him, Joe. And, you know, it, it, but we also needed that. Like the beauty of this game is, look, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner, dinner coming number one is amazing. But like we have come number one 
like having number four or number five or number six, yeah. just by like little accomplishments, little things that we did right at the end. Um, you know, we, we have we have those moments. We used to own in that money mode. What's the money mode? Called? Plunder. We won that like heaps of times, no question. And that was the yeah. thing my brother used to love coming in there, coming into that because he'd be like, we're going to win finally. And we, yeah, we cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, do we you, cleaned up. Do you have plunder. any favorites, Joe? Um, it was always plunder modes with us and, and things like where I'd go and hunt for a helicopter and then you'd be under fire and I'd just drop in out of nowhere. You'd jump yeah. into the helicopter and we were just gone. Um, and, you know, looting somewhere else five seconds later and we'd win the game just because we were moving so quickly around the map. Um, there, there were a lot of moments of coordination that, by all rights, should not have worked, and we yeah. somehow magically pulled them off. And I think it was just because we—it's almost be, we became a hive mind. And Absolutely, it was so enjoyable. I, I've never felt so, um, you know, ha- having no skills in the game and having all the skills in the game at the same time. Absolutely, um, yeah. That's you, you that you summarize that perfectly. I, yeah. I think. We we've you know we ha- we have different modes like there were there were periods of time where I was playing the the multiplayer component of Call of Duty yeah. and I was getting really into it and I went out and I bought a two hundred and fifty dollar Elite controller because I'm like I'm going pro I'm quitting my job and like there were those moments <laughs> I, I mean joke but like there there were those moments aside but like I would I would be really in the zone and then you know Joe might only have you know an hour and you know your, yeah. your internet connection was shocking was around there oh uh, it was horrible it could take terrible. ages. We spent yeah. more time trying to get into a game together than playing yeah. it sometimes. But that was, again, a testament to the game. We were just like, man, yeah. just one game would be enough for us yeah. right now. But we've yeah. had those moments where we're just mucking around and shooting and we're doing really well. But, like, man, there was this time where we were in the, um, the lumber yard and we were on the second floor of one of the lumber mills and yes. we were doing really, really well. And, like, I'd been playing Call of Duty all day. I may have taken a day off work to do it. Don't fire me, Roy. And, like, we... <laughs> We, I was like, I was just like, I was tactics, man. I was just like, I was in the zone with this thing. And I don't know if you remember this, but we're in this room and there were three doors, one to the left, one to the right, one down yep. the center and there's a little bridge down the middle. Yeah. And I was just like, we're going to do well in this. I was convinced we were going to win, but we're going to do well in this thing. And I was like saying to you guys, I'm like, everybody just hold where you are. And I was like, Shh, footsteps, footsteps. And I'm like, Joe, there's going to be a guy on your left. And like, it didn't matter whether or not we were good or not. We had to drop on these guys or we knew where they were and we were destroying them. Like, I think yeah. we came, like, fourth or third or whatever. Yeah, we did. But, like, yeah. we just, we all just got in the zone. We all went quiet. We spoke when we were supposed to speak. And it was, like, it was one of my favorite gaming memories because we went from, like, being, in the grand scheme of things, we're amateurs, right? There are just people oh, totally. out there who are doing 360 no-scopes on everybody to being this professional tight squad. And it's not because, you know, it's not because our aim is amazing or, or whatever. It was just because we communicated. And that yeah. was paramount in that, in that particular moment. Yeah, yeah. There were so many moments exactly like that, but you're right. I remember that one quite clearly as well. Um, I'm looking forward to a few more games of that this year because I, since Black Ops has uh, come out with its new season one, there's been a, a few little changes. Uh, Jace actually showed me a new bunker that appeared in the in the map at the airport that I didn't even know existed. That was just like, wow. Every time I think I've found and seen everything, there's something new to find. Um, but yeah, it's it's that commod. It's that those moments together. Yeah, well, we, um, you know, just get to have fun and hang out, I think, are the best. And I'd be intrigued to see if another game takes that for us this year, but I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great moment. You know what? I don't think anything else needs to be said. No. This has been the game of uh, the, the, the game of 2020 podcast. Uh, you, if you like what we talked about, we'd love to hear from you. If you have your own thoughts on games that you loved this year, or even just like we did, 
have a game that wasn't released in 2020 that you absolutely adored, please write in. We'd love to hear more about it. I mean, if you don't write in, you're going to have to listen to what we're going to talk about next week. And next week, let's get into 2021. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us back again. This has been Versus Player. You can find us on versusplayer.com. And thanks to the redesign, versusplayer.com. See the podcast and all the places you can get it. And because of that, I'm not even going to tell you where else you can find us. See you next week or maybe the week after. Oh, you know, depends on how we're feeling. Love yous. Catch you later. Cyberpunk is hot garbage. Ah, uh, we always miss that. <laughs> this is Player.